you went to a good college because you were here to transform india like india paid taxes so that you can have a wind tunnel and see the glider in front of you have lasers thrown on it india didn't pay taxes so that you made something which india doesn't even appreciate do something that makes india great again Hi and welcome to the Insights podcast series from Axel. I'm your host Anand Daniel. In today's special episode on student entrepreneurship, my guests are two well-known founders in the startup community whose entrepreneurial journey started right from college. Farid is the co-founder of ShareChat, one of the most popular vernacular social networking apps in India. And Shashank is co-founder of Tapchief, a well-known professional networking and consulting platform in India. In this episode, we talk about their early life and college days, how they decided on entrepreneurship, understanding the mindset of building products and tinkering with ideas while in college and also dealing with some challenges. We also touch upon how they came up with the idea and worked progressively towards building a company and finally their viewpoint on what they would do differently if they were to do it again as students. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Let's dive right in. Hi guys, thank you for joining the podcast today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Anand. Thanks. So I'm going to start out with a interesting question. At least it's been ringing in my mind, and hopefully in some of the audience. When will the Bill Gates or Zuckerberg moment happen in India, where college kids can drop out, start companies, and go on to become big, right? So, or go on, go on in the life journey. Do you think that's possible? Either of you can go first. Yeah. Let me give the boring answer. Farid can share the interesting story as we were discussing. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, see, I believe that it's already happening in some form or shape, right? I think it's only a matter of time that it is. Become it becomes more mainstream news, or you know, we are idolated over somebody like a demigod, like the country we are. I think a lot of people, probably there are so many other entrepreneurs I have known. I know Sashank of Practo started uh, out of college, so may not necessarily have dropped out to have the same level of you know pop cultureism like in the US. But I believe it is happening happening already because. After going to either an IIT or a BITS or IIM and saying that I won't take up a job to your own parents is a very tough conversation. You're going to come back to that conversation you had, <laughs> Farid. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think like Shashank is spot on. It's happening everywhere, and it's like I think the Zuckerberg moment already passed because you know we had Rahul Yadav and Dutee Sharma from Housing. dot com who were really growing at a very rapid pace from 2012 up until 2014, 15. and at the same time i remember in shorts also started out and they were they also had dropped out from their college and uh, you know we had an option we were living at the same time while in iit kanpur whether we should drop out or not and then as a conscious choice we decided let's not do that let's not do that let's try and build as much as we can while in college because the game is not just about you know becoming a billionaire in 3 years it's about building an everlasting business building something of value building a legacy building something that creates an impact in the society in the environment and changes you know the world forever now you know that's exactly what people 
think about visionary entrepreneurs that they are going to do that. But you know, you can't do that overnight. You really have to toil your way into it. And you know, a few years of the roof above your head while you become better at things that are being taught, and you also become better at things that matter. You know, if you have the roof uh, on top of your head at that time, I think that that's far more valuable than you know just. Deciding that no, I am Anil Kapoor. I'll just go and you know be Nayak here. You don't really have to do that. Got it. You know there and and there are so many studies out there which have said that you know college graduates are um, you know more likelier to succeed. You know when there is so many studies about it, you know it makes sense that sometimes do complete your degree. It just is a far easier thing, but. Anyway, it depends on from people to people, and depending on what you are studying. Good to hear that both of you think it's possible today, and people are dropping out, and some have done that. Okay, let's go back to your stories. So that's what we want to hear, mainly focusing around the time when you were in college, and then just when you were starting up. But to get before we get into that, maybe Shashank, you can give us a quick background. Farid, you were earlier in the podcast you shared, but we'd love to also get your quick background, early days where you grew up schooling. So we'll start with Shashank. Yeah, sure, yeah. Anand. Uh, so I'm a true blue-eyed Bangalore boy. Lived here all my life. Grew up here. In fact, so good uh, in Bangalore that you know I was very clear post my twelfth that you know I had to get out. Not just out of Bangalore, but out of Karnataka to a seemingly far enough location uh, where I felt I could be tested, you know, and I could have a reasonable amount of exposure to the world. So. Out of the many choices I had, I landed up going to Pilani uh, because it seemed one very alluring as a place, uh, and I'd also heard a lot about it when I was a kid by virtue of a few relatives, etc. So yeah, going to Rajasthan from Bangalore was a very very different you know experience, but I think that experience shaped you know the rest of my kind of you know adulthood, you can say, but. Otherwise, as a kid, I was yes, reasonably studious. But I've done everything from selling game CDs, uh, computer game CDs, to running like a library, uh, you know, which I set up with a few friends. So did a lot of those small stuff, and I didn't realize until I went to college, until I started despising going to classes, that oh, I want to go back to build something, right? So yes, yeah, so that was a very quick early journey. Both my parents are bankers, etc. So no correlation to business in any form. But you know, I'm glad whatever has turned out. Awesome, thank you, Farid. How about you? Where did you grow up? Maybe yeah, pre-college. Yeah, I think I've been quite the opposite to Shishan because I grew up in various parts of the country, living for three years in one city and then getting transferred to another because my dad was in the financial services sector where he used to get transferred every every three years, and uh, I ended up. You know, growing up across Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, Bhopal—not Bangalore, sorry, Mumbai, Delhi, Bhopal, Kanpur, Lucknow. Yeah, these were like the major cities. And then I went to Kanpur for graduation at IIT. Then after that, I moved to Bangalore. Yeah, that sums up my age. Okay. <laughs> that's how I remember where where all I lived, right? Yeah. So, that's awesome. so yeah, that's how the journey has been. And since we lived in so many different places, and ultimately when we went back to our hometown in Lucknow, my mom wanted me to be closer to. The hometown. So, unlike Shashank, who wanted to be away from his hometown, I went 80 kilometers away from Lucknow. I went to IIT at Kanpur. There, studied material science engineering. Realized that you know there are very few places where you can actually get to create an impact in material science. And you know somehow the academic culture of India is not that 
superior to support all kinds of research at the undergrad level. It's good at postgrad, it's good at uh, doctorate, but it's not so good at undergrad level. And that's where, you know, started foraying into some different things, like things like robotics, things like, you know, embedded electronics and programming. And that's where, you know, I ended up meeting my co-founders Bhanu and Ankush at a hackathon. And then we just, just decided to work together, build products, we build around. You know, it's, it's debatable how many products we built, but, you know, because we were building products on our own also individually. And we built around like 14, 15 products between the three of us. I, I want to come back, hold on to that, that. I want to dive, double flick and go deeper because that's an important sure. part of your journey, right? So, and especially for the students who are listening, this can be done by okay. in college. I want to come back to that, right? So, but maybe just rewind, like maybe for a couple of minutes, what happened in bits before you started up? A little bit of what are all where your interests and where did you spend time? I heard you say you despised classes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, this is one of the few yeah. campuses where you can honestly not attend a single class and get graduate very comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Ever since its inception, it's had a no attendance policy. And of course, there have been attempts to take that off, but the alumni network is strong enough to never let it happen. Uh, and I hope yeah. Hasha from Swiggy also really liked it, he said. Yeah. You, <laughs> you ask anyone. <laughs> no attendance in college. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But well, uh, you know, when I began, of course, I went to a bunch of classes, tried to figure out, hey, is this my cup of tea, etc. And, you know, I understand it's weird that you go to a college 2,000 kilometers away and then you're wondering if it's my cup of tea. But I guess, you know, we all choose to do engineering first in India and then figure out what to do later, right? So that happened with me as well. And I think what was fairly clear to me was that, you know, I didn't want to get into another rat race of GPA, getting a good job or going to an MS, etc. I felt that, you know, it was my time to really explore, uh, understand myself as a person. Uh, what do I really enjoy? What do I not enjoy? So I felt that, you know, it's going to be hard for me to figure out what I like, but I can definitely figure out what I dislike. So I started this elimination game right from the first semester by trying out everything possible as part of the English press club. Uh, I used to do sound mixing in college, like I mixed concerts for Farhan Akhtar and Soulmate and folks like those. So I did a very, very different set of things. And I also was part of like a lot of on-campus things. Like I was part of the university senate, which used to do a lot of things on campus policy and courses, etc. I was instrumental in kind of driving minors like how IIT has, as well as in bits during my time. So I did a lot of those. But I think what eventually got to me was, you know, a friend was basically running for student body elections and every candidate tries to do something special for the campus, right? And we felt, because as I mentioned, nobody used to go to class as much. We thought if we upload all the notes of all the best toppers in each batch, each course, a lot of people will find it of incredible use and like it. Except none of us knew how to code back then. And I decided I'll take it up because I was learning a few things of Udacity, etc. So MOOCs were my go-to place for learning. So yeah, we built that out and, you know, we, I spent a good amount of hours, built it out, made it live. And I think in two hours, the site went down because literally half the campus was on it because, you know, there were exams upcoming, etc. Now, when it went down and I woke up, I brought it back up, everything. That's when I really realized that, hey, you know what, this is my kind of calling. I really enjoyed seeing something go down <laughs> because people wanted it so badly that I had to wake up after you know, staying up for 30 hours and bring it back up. So that's when I felt, you know what, I think building is what I'm going to enjoy. Now that could 
translate in many forms and shapes as we move along. But it became clear that at least I need to start attempting to build. And much like Farid, I've tried at least three, four things which never flew. Nobody has heard of. Apart from my old Dropbox or Google Drive folder, nobody else sees the light of that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's really how Bit's journey was for me. Uh, it was a lot of experimentation and trying to figure out who I am as a person for myself before for anybody else. Got it. How about you, Farid? Uh, talk to us about the early days there and how did you find that? Yeah, I had a like an inherent interest in programming. Like right from my school days, I used to program. That time, I I did not make like crazy games, but I did make a couple of games. So Ankush made even crazier stuff, by the way, when he was in uh, class eleventh or I think class eleven. He made the CBSC tenth results website, which even I used for my own tenth results. But anyway, so the tinkering behavior that he had inherently. And moreover, this suggestion by the seniors that you have to build spikes in your resume. You need to show an all-round profile. Let let me at least to explore a lot of things, just like how Shashank mentioned. And the good thing that I did was I I could reject things very quickly. I was also a member of the Senate of IIT Kanpur. I was the robotics club coordinator. I I did a lot of other things. I worked with Boeing on an autonomous robotics project, and you know a lot of things. But and also dramatics, ELS, HSS, Hindi, Sahitya, Sabha and all. But the one thing that I learned that, you know, a lot of these things are hobbies and a lot of these things are deep rooted in science and tech and the stuff that I'm studying right now in IIT. And it makes utmost sense for me to double down on the things which I'm learning because that's exactly what happens with computer science individuals. They learn computer science, they enjoy computer science, they have programming contests and then they get a job in computer science. You know, their entire life revolves around writing good code. And, you know, writing good code as a skill is very valuable. So, what all skills can I build? And I realized that writing good code is a very important skill. I need to have it. But I realized that I will never be able to write as good a code as a computer science guy from my same, you know, batch. And it will never happen. And, you know, that got very solidified when I decided to pursue computer organization course in IIT Kanpur. I decided to pursue that while I was in material science. The professor really liked me. He said, yes, you can go ahead and do it because I had some basic understanding of embedded electronics. But then the dean at that time, you know, he got really pissed. That who, who the hell are you? You're a material science student. Why are you studying this? This is a compulsory course for computer science students. But had I been allowed to learn that, I could have learned a lot more courses in computer science. But, you know, right before the mid-semester examinations, I was asked to drop off that course. And that's where I realized that, you know what, there's a glass ceiling, which computer science folks have set. And I don't think it's an error of judgment on the side of my peers or other students. It's an error on judgment on the side of the faculty. And that, that just means that, you know, if I have to survive this game, this game that we are all in together, I have to build orthogonal skills which help someone who have, you know, the ability to write great code. And I think that's when the social network happened, which that movie of uh, around Mark Zuckerberg. And Bhanu and I, we were wingies. We were uh, we are from the same floor. Like there's a concept in IIT Kanpur where you are in a wing and the wing stays together for four years. So we saw the social network movie and we saw it like three, four times. Like we just binged, repeat, and and kept it on a loop. We're like, what the hell, man? Like Zuckerberg was a student. You know, this is how he was working, and that just triggered something in me that. 
I should only be limited by my imagination. I should not be limited by someone else's imagination or bias. They are limited by the exposure they have in their lives. I should be limited by the exposure I have in my life and the limit of the exposure I will set by my own imagination. And when I realized, you know, it became very easy. It became very easy to take decisions. And that's how, you know, it became simple that, you know, my parents wanted me to get a job. IIT doesn't want me to study computer science, but IIT is open to letting me learn philosophy. IIT is open to letting me learn IP. I did three courses in intellectual property rights management and management of technology and three courses in philosophy. IIT Kanpur was not giving minors that time, it gave after the next year, but basically I had a major in material science, but I had two minors, one in management of technology and the other in philosophy. And that allowed me to work on uh, you know, very orthogonal aspects while Bhanu and Ankush doubled down on programming. They doubled down on programming big time. So, you know, that allowed us to build a very, you know, today it might look stellar, but at least at that point it was orthogonal and we were able to accomplish a lot more things as a unit than alone. And that's when, you know, when we met in the Yahoo Hackathon in 2012, August, I think, you know, it, we just clicked. We just knew that, you know, this is going to work because here's this guy who's, who's hackish, who's limited only by his imagination. And there's us, me and Bhanu, who are also, you know, of the same thought process. And we believe that products should be built. And that's when we decided. And then in October 2012, we saw housing.com launch. And that was like, whoa, man, these guys have got the boss. These guys are going to, you know, take the Indian internet by storm. And then right after them, we saw Zomato growing out of nowhere and, you know, Burke happening in Mumbai. And, and then you, you get to know that the Bits team, which, were, which had made the robot Achute, so has launched Grey Orange Robotics. And I'm like, whoa, this is the moment. This is, this is what we have to do. And that's when we saw a very interesting thing that, you know, while a lot of people will be valued because like today, you know, they are ideas, they dropped out, they must be risk taking this and that. At that point, I, you know, when, when in 2014, 2015, 2013, at that point, you know, people, people did have a prejudice against non-computer science, uh, you know, students from IIT. And it, it made sense for us to protect our turf by leaving out the material science from me. Like if I... If I drop out, I won't be called an IIT. I'll be called, you know, an IIT dropout. And he was studying material science. You know, but when I'm completing my material science degree, I can just be like, haha, I've studied material science, but I'm an IIT and I've graduated. I've also learned engineering and problem solving and pattern solving in the meantime. Yeah, then this is super helpful. Uh, the history just before starting Shad Chat, you've covered most of that. We'll go into Shad Chat in a minute. So maybe Shashank, walk through your uh, times hacking and coming up, maybe lead us into how you landed at Snapchief, right, that journey. Yes, so once I knew that I had the chops to build something, then it just became, you know, mind start running wild, right? In fact, one of the first ideas I had, which is very funny now, maybe, because I'm guessing it's one of your portfolios. Uh, but back in 2012, I thought the campus should have a food delivery service because it used to get excruciatingly cold or excruciatingly hot in Pilani, right? And I thought, yeah, food delivery service, anybody would pay for on campus. Of course, it never took off because I didn't get the necessary permission from campus authorities to run a delivery service. But at, even at that time, I felt something as simple which could solve a user need, which is every student's need. Because otherwise, what we used to do is to call a junior and say, hey, right? So I always thought that this would be a great replacement. 
So it literally started from stuff like that. Once I knew I had the chops to build out whatever I wished to. Then, you know, tried multiple things, tried like a photo sharing app, tried like a travel, you know, what is now a style travel triangle, you know, you know, booking tours digitally for people. So yeah, I tried a bunch of these things. Not that it didn't go anywhere. I think because as you can imagine, all are pretty straightforward businesses, right? Uh, except with the digital layer. Except that, you know, I wasn't finding that kick or the passion that, hey, this is awesome. And I am really enjoying it. And I'm proud of what I'm doing, right? Uh, until basically, you know, uh, so my sibling as well as my co-founder sibling, both were preparing for their own JEs simultaneously. And they used to reach out often saying, hey, bhaiya, ye dog solve karo, rotational dynamics samjha do, etc. But being in third or fourth year, and I'm sure Farid also can attest, you're in no mood to sit and answer IT JEE questions, right? You're like three years past it. <laughs> so, but we felt, uh, and we saw another trend where on campus, a lot of students had now started trying to figure out ki how can we do part-time work? Can we earn some extra money? That could just be extra beer money, extra trip money, whatever it may be. But can we earn some extra? And people were, you know, trying all sorts of things. Some people were blogging. Some people were trying to, you know, tutor US students, etc. So I saw an opportunity there that, okay, there's definitely an audience who would love to make an extra buck. And if they are doing that by teaching what they've already kind of crossed as a chasm, uh, then, you know, that is a no-brainer. They can do it in their sleep at even 3 a.m., you know, one word to ask them. So we built a small app, which was a tutoring app, where we said a student could come and kind of put a question, like by clicking a doubt or whatever. And in 30 seconds, we would get the person, a tutor from either who's studying at IIT, BITS, NIT, one of these places, to come and answer those questions and solve those doubts. Because the simple insight was, that beyond 5 p.m., a kid is all alone, right? And that's the real problem because <clears throat> when somebody fails to understand a concept conclusively enough in that period, they say, yeah, let's go to the next one, right? And that loops built so much is that's when, you know, students, in my opinion, at least, lose touch on the fundamental concepts and nature of, you know, what is supposed to happen and start trying to hack it. According to the Indian education system, multiple choice question is answer This is a 10 mark question, so I, you know I can write the first paragraph and the last paragraph correctly, and in between I can just do BS. So a lot of these tactics have come from the aspect because students have been frustrated evening on evening, again and again, where they had they got stuck, but nobody was solving it for them, right? So we felt this is a cost-effective way. More and more kids were having phones. This was back in 2014, early 20, uh, late 2014, early 2015. And we said, yeah, let's build it. And honest to God, you know, we didn't think of startups at that point. Although we had seen a lot of alumni like Funny of Red Bars, Samai and Akash of Grey Orange. All of these guys had done incredibly well. But at that time, for me, it was still a product. It was still something which could, you know, people could benefit. And I felt like my brother would be behind my, off my back, right? If I gave him like access to this. So it literally started from a very small innate personal need. So the app grew. We had, I did speak, a good 500 tutors on the platform who were doing hundreds of subscriptions a day. Another tech company based out of Bangalore who were building something closer and similar. You know, the founders had exited their company previously to Tutor Vista and folks like those. And they all 
reached out and said, hey, we love what you're building. Would you like to kind of sell the company, sell the tech, sell the supply, or more than sell, come work with us and kind of maybe build it ahead. Now, at that point, we were firstly shocked somebody is finding value. Which year were you? Third year? Fourth year? No, no, it was fourth year. It was a, I did a five-year program. So it was a pre-final year. Literally towards the end. I, I remember I was doing this negotiation slash conversation two hours before my final exam. And, you know, clearly I didn't care enough about the exam. <laughs> so, yeah, I was doing this. And and I, at that time, I, I felt, look, I don't see myself building this into a company company. But what I've found in the last 12 months, and so did my co-founders, that we definitely built something that's of value and that's loved and that is being used. Now, irrespective of we are the ones building it or not, irrespective of if it will ever become a billion dollar company or not, if it finds a great home, which can kind of, where it can thrive and, you know, continue, that's a great outcome. And that was, you know, good enough for us. And more importantly, we felt that it will always be a great story to say that as undergrads, we sold a company in college. Because in hindsight, we found out nobody had done that in 50 years of its planning history. So, uh, so yeah, that's, you know, it was literally a 5 a.m. chai conversation uh, at, uh, you know, there used to be this place where we had a walk, my co-founders and I, and we said, yeah, huh, let's go ahead, you know, hopefully it will reach more people. And it has, it, you know, it went up to, I think, closer to like a million downloads, if not more. So, yeah, so that's how it happened. Now, post this journey, we said, okay, one thing we learned from this entire journey of four years or couple of years of building products is that we know very little. And more importantly, people who do know things are very hard to find and figure. So can we build and can we leverage technology to build access to such people? Uh, and that's how the tab chief was born. We just basically said we need to use technology to enable people to have access and enable people on the other side to leverage their skills and monetize it beyond a job. Because for the first time we saw uh, our myths kind of broken where we thought job was the only way to kind of eventual success, eventual anything. And we saw that, oh, we were able to kind of earn reasonable amount of capital as college kids by literally taking skills picked off the internet and implementing it in some fashion. And we thought that a lot more people in, world, in the world could do that. And if we could have some role and some contribution to do so in that part, it could be great. So that's how TabChief began. We started off as a platform where people could consult, you know, domain experts over calls, etc. Of course, we have evolved a lot now, and especially post-COVID, etc. Today, we are a platform with, where effectively any business can get their work done in a few verticals. Could be content creation, graphic design, etc. And it's completed by our network of the freelancers, solopreneurs, etc. that exist on our platform. So in essence, just the whole concept that can we, you know, we literally said helping other people earn money must definitely be a good business. So let's go ahead and do it. And that's literally how we started. And yeah, I think four years later, I, I would say zero regrets. I'm extremely happy irrespective of, you know, different ups and downs, etc. I think very happy about the fact that we chose to say, let's go build ahead, build again. Uh, because worst case scenario, we can go get a job in six months time. But if we don't try to build it today, I don't know if we ever will. So yeah, so, so very glad to have that. Got it. That's great. Awesome. Farid, maybe you've shared the story earlier, but love to get a quick version of 
how we landed on the chat chat idea we saw that you know, there's a very strong behavior amongst people of non english internet to share content onto their whatsapp groups and they feel cool about it. they feel that yo i've got you the such in video and you know ankush rai and bhanu were not able to get to terms with it you can do a google search man you can go and you see youtube and that's when it became very difficult to absorb we saw culture shock like we were iitians with which had 7% of the country's internet bandwidth dedicated to them and all of a sudden we see this user who's struggling to use google and just focus on their whatsapp and that's when we started observing this user and we saw so many things about this user which were pretty much similar to the first behaviors of everyone on the internet when yahoo came around the difference was this user was not english first this user was not on a desktop this user was not rich this user did not have great internet this user does not know anything beyond their own language this user has a cultural sensitivity and a cultural sensibility that is known very you know hyper locally and you know we just kept compounding on all of these insights and the biggest insight of course was share to whatsapp and we compiled all those insights and we just built a product on top of those insights and that's exactly what it did it started growing on its own and then we, over time we decided to take it it's growing meanwhile let's just improve the product and then over time we realized that you know you will run out of content so you need to be ugc if you are ugc you need to maintain the motivation of the creator so if you can put psychological motivations that's pretty much like a community or a forum or a social network if you make it of people known and you are able to do contact thinking it will become a social network so we started from a need of content and jumped to social network from 2014 december till april 2016 from april 2016 still date we have remained a social network right now we are the biggest indian social network that's all because you know that questioning all assumptions following first principles go deep and be limited by only your own imagination I think that's that's what really made it happen for us. Awesome! That that's a great story. Maybe we'll spend five minutes quickly on thoughts you would give your younger self, like your students who are listening, right? So on how to pick the idea, the market, anything, like just uh, some. If you had to do it again, what would you do? You are in the third or fourth year, right? Uh, maybe Shashank, you go first. And and adjust it for the time also because things have changed a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, for the, like uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So see, I think. back when we were on campuses obviously i don't think mobile internet or mobile or smartphones were as much of a rage as it is today today i think as soon as a kid is a 12 or a 13 year old they have access to great phones great internet etc so i think for a lot of college students today a bunch of them keep reaching out as juniors etc the first thing i ask them or tell them because they often reach out to me for funding advice ki sasan एंजल से कनेक्ट करा दो ब्लूम से कनेक्ट करा दो इससे कनेक्ट एंड यू नो माय फर्स्ट आंसर इज गाइस लेट्स टॉक अबाउट व्हाट यू आर ट्राइंग टू बिल्ड राइट एंड व्हाट यू आर ट्राइंग टू अटेम्प्ट बिकॉज़ आई थिंक वन थिंग दैट इज अ लिटिल अनफॉर्चूनेट दैट ऑब्वियसली यू नो हैपेंस एंड इज वेरी हार्ड टू कंट्रोल इज द इंपैक्ट ऑफ यू नो मीडिया कवरेज अबाउट फंडिंग ऑन एनी कॉलेज स्टूडेंट फॉर दैट मैटर राइट टुडे आई एम श्योर Farid's hundred million dollar raise is more valued to him, you know, and people reach out to him about that more as college students. So every message starting by "Yeah, both successful though," more than that, what did it take for you to build it out? Just had to mention that, na, Sushant. 
I'm sure hota hai yaar. You ruined the podcast for me, man. But anyway, please continue. No, so my larger point being Anand that I think what we should try and drive as much as possible is that you know the journey, right? The passion with which, let's say, Farid spoke, ki that insight was so useful. Same for me that it may have been to get my sibling off my back, but that need culminated in something which is useful for somebody. Even if it is for ten people, even if it is for hundred people, I think in college, I would not suggest any student to think of market retention cohort any of this. I think if they are able to build something which people find value in, that is the greatest win because I believe that is the zero to one journey. When they experience that, then I think they'll figure out if they're you know committed enough and smart enough. And I think there's enough access the moment they get out of the cocoon of a college. And that you know, roof over their head, they'll definitely figure out how to go one to one. Figuring out angel, like I knew nobody when I got out of campus, right? In the last semester is when I got to know folks like Apramia. I got to know folks like Subbu. Why? How? Because I knew one other founder who was kind enough to say, "Jaake millo," right? Go learn from them. And I reached out also saying, "Ki I want to. I'm trying to do this. I want to learn from your experience." I didn't reach out saying, "You know, come invest in me." Right, that was definitely not the first intent. It eventually became, sir, you are so helping me. Then you know, might as well put some money if you can have some upside. And obviously, your support will be grateful. So, I think for a college student today, my single most advice is just focus on who you will enjoy building for. And that could be anybody. You can say, I will enjoy building for you know a space company. I'll enjoy building you know something in material sciences or civil. Like I was in a civil engineering course, and I hated it. <laughs> Right, but a student may say that, "Yeah, that is of my interest, and I'll try and build something there." It may not be a VC-backable startup. It may not be our internet company. You know, the traditional what is at least perceived as startups today. But if they just learn how to do that zero to one by building something that people enjoy, because I feel that's when they get, you know, the first glance to the harsh realities of the world. Like one of the first things I we tried building. Was actually a you know what is today like class plus etc. We tried to build that for coaching institutions back in 2014 or 2013. But at that time, no coaching institute owner wanted to go digital. We were just too ahead of our time and should not have been trying to sell that back. If we would have probably sold that to I don't know retail or you know something else, it would have probably worked better. So we chose the market wrong. But we got used to the harsh realities because I visited across Jaipur, Delhi. Surat, Kota, you know, all of these couple of tier two, tier three towns as well in and around Rajasthan, Delhi, in that belt. I've gone and met hundred to two hundred coaching owners, and I've you know some of them have made me stand outside their door and pitch to them. But the fact is, I knew that after that journey, you know, I knew for a fact that that product is not working today. But more importantly, I knew that I'll never be afraid of going and pitching or making a sale. Etc. Which you know, when I was put in front of Vijay Singer Sharma or when I was put in front of an Apramia, I was not as intimidated. I felt like, huh, these guys also sold something. I am also selling something big deal, right? So I think that is very important for a college student to learn the two things: one, that to not have that fear that somebody is so much greater, so much above me. You know, we're all humans. We're all trying. We're all learning every day. College kids can come out of college with this realization and the realization that. Building something of value can, you know, do wonders. 
no matter how big or how small i think then they'll figure out their parts you know i don't think we should do anything beyond that awesome farid anything to add to that no, i think i completely agree with uh, shashank but i would just want to add a segue here that you know just like shashank we also built a lot of products which were way ahead of their time like i think housing itself was way ahead of its time you know i think the time for housing probably come or will come in 3 years from now when there will be a lot more internet adoption across india but when you building products you learn a lot about how to cater to a user's demands and that really teaches you a lot of things that when you have to go out and sell when you have to go out and pitch i completely you know second shashank's thought here that you know it just changes the way you approach any problem statement you're not intimidated there. you're confident and the confidence comes from the product building abilities that you accumulate over time now having said that i would not advise every student to do the same thing why because i think there are a lot of paradigm shifts that will happen continually and the one who captures a paradigm shift before everyone else the one who has the headwind would win so a very important aspect about you know share chat journey and mohalla tech journey has been that we had been building android apps from 2011 now that ability of shipping out apps very very quickly allowed us to give a fantastic impression to folks at india portion because their portfolio companies had been taking 6 to 9 months to publish in you know an app and we had a far more complex app which we published in 11 days so you know that ability which we accumulated while still being in college of course i scored a 5 pointer and a 6 pointer during that time instead of the 8 pointer 9 pointer people generally aspire to but i had built an ability which was valuable to the external world and uh, i think that understanding that android as a paradigm will become important and moreover than madhukar telling us about how madhukar sinha from india question telling us about how you know the indian internet is going to change someday mukesh bhai will come and launch uh, an internet platform and then will it happen you know so ue had the access to two different paradigm shifts at a headwind level one was knowing how to build mobile apps and the two, second one was knowing that the internet would become big someday in india so you know for folks who have still not found a problem statement are reading reading paul graham's essays and trying to see a problem statement around you you know the problem statements are very easy they're easy anything that causes you an effort that should be removed human beings are lazy monkeys you know we just want to be lazy sit back somebody comes and you know somebody comes by us we feeds us food somebody puts up a screen in front of us shows us you know netflix movies and then somebody comes and cleans our bath for us and then urban company comes and gives us a massage you know that's exactly what humans want you you want to be lazy monkeys but how do you serve this lazy monkey better you serve this lazy monkey better by being ahead and probably for today i would suggest three technologies that people should definitely double down and triple down on because they are going to be big if not just in this decade in two decades that those technologies are going to be big the first is ai you know ai is going to be the biggest you know leverage you can ever create in your team now like how android apps was a leverage that we had over everyone else that we can you know we can ship fast so we can move fast so we can have better ux funnels so we can you know deliver better experiences faster to our last mile user so similarly ai would help you to probably solve that you know probably won't have to go on urban company and book a, a hair stylist or a masseuse you know your ai will figure out for your hair is grown you need a stylist man 
right so <laughs> so and and the ai would go on to you know just just book it so ai being the first one second being spatial computation you know we are you know we are seeing the iphone just increase in size we are not seeing a lot of changes yet the changes are slow some day a disruption would happen that disruption might be stemmed in phd research it might be stemmed in masters research or it might just be an undergrad student figuring out a pattern you know and and it's important that you are ahead of the curve when it comes to spatial computing because if a company starts today like if 100 companies start today at least you can be sure that there will be one company will make it happen and if you want to be the entrepreneur of that one company or a member of that one company you have to capture this headwind you have to be that expert at open gl and spatial computing and and point cloud and what not and the third field i would say that is extremely hard but it involves a lot more than computer science folks and that would be the field of quantum computing that you know it involves material science it involves electrical engineering it involves computer science there can be better nlp the phone miniaturizes further you know the phone is now the tv you know it's the interactive tv that we've always wanted when it miniaturizes further you know what will miniaturize alongside it and that would be quantum computers our current quantum computers look very similar to the mainframes of 1950s and 60s and it will only take you know one wang laboratory and one ibm and one apple you know some someone like them someone like the three of them at that point you know to push us into an era of quantum computing and that would just change the way everything else works and when quantum computing takes over as the core processing you know system for the world the two things that will become most important will be ai nice. and spatial computing that's great that's you've given a picture for the future for a lot of people to build So last question one from the audience Ujwal Kalra asks is there a founder market fit particularly in the context of students right so are there spaces they can aggressively go after or maybe even conversely spaces to avoid either of you I think yeah i mean conversely to avoid maybe anything with very high regulation maybe you know see basically anything that that stops you from getting your product into the hands of the user when you want to i think college students should stay away right because let's say if i as a college student wanted to build aqua for that matter there is no way in hell i could have done that right which is a insurance company yeah, yeah. there is no way i could have contacted irdai and gotten those approvals any of that because as a college student honestly in fact until i had to sell the company i not incorporated so <laughs> uh, you know yeah. of course in second time around with tap chief i had that experience so i started with the incorporation but otherwise you know, most college students much like farid or you know any of us had done it it's on internal dc groups internal facebook groups everything's happening there right it's 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 all at best on email and stuff like that so from spaces to avoid i would definitely say anything which stops you from getting the product into the hands of your user when you want to which is probably largely driven by regulation could be insurance could be you know i don't know drug manufacturing healthcare something like that i'm not so sure but in terms of spaces to go after the same thing the inverse right you know whatever user you are able to relate to and even if you don't know them but can you kind of go speak to them and understand them as long as uh, you know as a founder 
and that applies across ages right so i don't feel anything special or very different for a college student so yeah so they need to go after spaces i believe and i definitely one thing i do believe is they should not go after spaces which are already hot like if a college student today is thinking that let me also go build a you know an indic language app and you know fight for it i think that's a stupid idea <laughs> like i don't think you should do <laughs> i think they should go after spaces which everybody is telling that you know what is the space is this even a space we don't have a thesis and if vcs are telling you we don't have a thesis about this you know we need to wonder and come back i think that's the best space for you as a college student because you're going to take your own time to grow as a founder to learn things etc and you know like in 2016 if i thought let me go to fintech i would have been nowhere today right i can't fight a vijay shekhar sharma or a jitendra gupta on any of those or kunal shah on a fintech company it's not my cup of tea i don't think i should be doing it but i pick if i pick a space which everybody is saying yaar ye to bahut dinda hai aaj to nahi hoga right ye to scalable nahi hai ye 100 issues right that's the perfect one because if there are 100 issues the people like you guys with the money are saying that today is not the time and today is definitely the time for me as a college entrepreneur to work on it because four years later you guys will say today is the time for that right and that will happen across conferences across events that and there will be a new x tech term that will be found so that day if i am in the best position to leverage that's awesome because i can come to you and say anand i've been working on this for four years this is gone famous today Great. i am invited for four years so i am the visionary here right so we, four year overnight success yes so we should part of the visionary <laughs> in hindsight so <laughs> yeah farid anything from you to add to that no i think i completely agree with shashank maybe i'll add just two quotes that really inspired me in those days so rahul yadav called me up once and said that you know burn all the bridges i think that was very important that he said if you think that there's a fallback then you are definitely going to fail because you are not going to take the most audacious risks that you should that was the first one the second one was from you know pratik shukla and pankaj shivastava from grab house uh, interestingly i had friend majorly from real estate portals right so they said that you know a thousand nights uh, toil is called overnight success right so you know these two things became like a mantra for me and i do not really believe there is something called a founder market fit but i do believe there is a a scope for you know as i said earlier catch the headwind catch the headwind when nobody is looking at it build in silence when you will make it big everyone will appreciate everyone will acknowledge and everyone will say oh this is a new sector right so be someone who defines a category like how shashank here is defining a unique category and don't be copycats yeah you know that's just lame especially when you are from you you've spent 4 years of engineering you want to be an entrepreneur and the, the first thing you decide oh i will sell uh, plastic cups what like why would you sell plastic cups if you come and tell me i will sell reusable plastic cups i'll say what why are you selling reusable plastic cups but if you come and tell me i'm going to convert all plastic of the world into reusable my go to market strategy is that i'll go after this most disposed cup like plastic cup with tea is the most common and straws they are the most common things which get you know dumped and if i can convert all of them into recyclable i will have a thesis with which i will go after the entire plastic problem of the world and take on recycling now this is not how generally people approach it people are like oh i made this i made this much money this is my top line bottom line dhanda chal raha hai that's stupid you know you you went to a good college because you were here to transform india 
like india paid taxes so that you can have a wind tunnel and see the glider in front of you have lasers thrown on it you know india didn't pay taxes so that you know made something which india doesn't even appreciate you know do something that you know makes india great again awesome awesome that's on that note that's very inspiring so hopefully this gets many students to think about doing something that makes india great again and hopefully we get to do a much larger zoom call with tens if not hundreds of student entrepreneurs who are uh, fighting and using all the tailwinds that are going on right now to build like in areas like the futuristic areas and across so really appreciate you taking the time to share your journeys all the ups and and then some of the challenges you had to face also i'm sure there's a lot more we could cover but it's a glimpse into your world really appreciate it thank you very much thank you Anand. thanks guys thank you Anand. hope you enjoyed that conversation with farid and shashank lot of good notes for people in colleges and looking to start up and hope you put that to some good use in your own startup journey Uh, if you want more insights from the series, go to insightspodcast.in and let us know if you have any feedback for us at Axel underscore India on Twitter. Thank you.